Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Samantha Skelly is a seven-figure entrepreneur, sought-after international speaker, best-selling author, and a wellness coaching expert. She founded both Hungry for Happiness, a movement that helps people experience true transformation and happiness through trained, certified coaches who utilize emotional and energetic coaching techniques and pause breath work, which has a mission to unite humanity by helping people breathe, feel, and thrive. Samantha has revolutionized the weight loss and self-help industries by examining the individual and underlying causes of food, body, and self-love issues. She has shared her mission on an international platform with appearances on global TV, NBC, CBS, BBC, and has been featured on publications such as Forbes, Huffington Post, and many more. Samantha continues to spread her message and transform the lives of tens of thousands of people through her programs, worldwide international retreats, motivational speaking engagements, the popular Hungry for Happiness podcast, and her best-selling book, hungry for happiness. So obviously based on that intro, you all know why she's here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. That's quite an intro. How does it feel to hear all of that? It feels like 10 years of hard work. (laughs) Amen. Uh, So talk to me about how you're doing right now. It's a crazy time to be meeting people. I feel like I oftentimes really enjoy meeting people for the first time live on the podcast, but it's kind of a funny time to be dropping in with strangers. Um, What's happening in your world? How are you? Tell me everything. Mm, How am I? You know, 2020 was one of the best years of my life, not because it was butterflies and roses, because it definitely wasn't. I definitely went through the ringer in many, in many ways last year, but I tend to gauge experiences based on like the soul training that I get from them. If that makes sense. And 2020 was the hardest freaking year ever for many people. But I look back on it and I'm like, wow, like I went through some incredibly challenging times and it really showed me number one, like how much I'm made of. And number two, it taught me how to be even more resilient, even more persistent, even more dedicated to my truth and my mission and where I'm going. And it was, it it, it was, it was great. It was great. So I was, I was doing my reflection on it recently and I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful for the hard times, you know, Mm -hmm. cause they, they're coming into 2021. I feel just like so much more, powerful and so much more aligned and prepared to handle the trials that come with being 
a business owner of two businesses having 36 employees and thousands of clients. You know, there's a lot, there's so many fires going on right now, I'm sure in my companies, right? And I'm just sitting here in my cozy blanket hanging out with you. But it really (laughs) teaches me that like, the degree that I am committed to working on my inner experience and my inner universe is the degree that the outside is going to be not effortless, but come with a lot more ease. And there's such a direct correlation between that of whenever I find that life is getting challenging, I always point back to energetically and internally, where am I missing the point or where am I not showing up hundred percent for myself? And this is just my experience and how I navigate through, through life. Um, I, I love taking hundred percent emotional responsibility for the things that occur in my life, because it, then it means I'm hundred percent responsible for shifting the narrative. And so I used to live a life of, of sort of like, why me? And God, why is this happening to me? And, and I realized like the path of, of uh, like fulfillment comes with so much emotional responsibility and not everyone's prepared to take that. Everyone wants fulfillment and happiness, but not everyone's prepared to like, you know, eat the shit to get there. So how am I doing? I'm doing really good. I feel really happy. I just moved into a new place in San Diego with my partner and I'm feeling super pumped for this year ahead. (laughs) I love that. I love the honesty. And I think it's been obviously a big year for everyone. And I love that you just create such a positive outlook on the shit. Um, I also, my listeners know, went through a huge sort of transformational shift in my business. I like fired a lot of my clients and just like had a, an epic shift that wouldn't have happened without COVID and moved. And, you know, just really, I love what you say about taking emotional responsibility. I think that's so important. And I want to talk more about that, but Um, I want to talk about who these, what these companies are and what it is that you've been able to build and create so much of this podcast. So, uh, just a little brief who I am. I have a company called authentic audience. So I spend all day helping people market their online courses offers. Um, I create strategies depending on wherever you are in your business. So all I do, it's really hard to take my marketing hat off. I'm also deeply spiritual. I'm definitely a witch and my life is like spirituality meets strategy. When I, and when I, (laughs) that's where I play. And when I see somebody like you, I told you before we jumped on, I actually don't know a lot about you, except it's like a strong fuck yes, energetically. Mm -hmm. And so today I was doing some research and from a marketing standpoint, it's really clear why it works. And I want to hear from your point of view, why it works and how you've been able to create so much success. Um, what this journey has looked like for you as an entrepreneur, starting with how you found breath work. Um, mm. You obviously have a lot more um, in your Rolodex and in your toolkit than just breath work, but that's how I know of you is like, she's the breath work gal. Mm. And how do you become the breath work gal? Like talk to me a little bit more about your journey. Like take me back. Um, Share as much or as little as you want. Mm. So it didn't start with breathwork, which is really interesting from a business perspective. It started with breathwork from like a personal development perspective, but my first company is called Hungry for Happiness. So we help women who struggle with emotional eating, body image issues, eating disorders, body dysmorphia, the whole, the whole thing. And I started that company 10 years ago and I stayed committed to that one niche for 10 years and did as much as I could in that one niche for 10 years. And I recently wrote a book about that. 
And I then was reflecting a couple of years ago and I was like, I want to, I, I want to be so intimate with my ideal client and I'm not intimate anymore with the woman who really struggles with food. Cause I don't, I don't struggle with food and body anymore. And so I, I'm like, okay, this was a part of my experience and a part of my journey that dang, in my early twenties, I was so suffering, but I'm not anymore. And, and for me, for, for me, when it comes to business and helping people and adding value, I want to be so deeply connected to who I'm helping and have such a like, fuck yes. And so that is why my career transitioned into breathwork. Breathwork was the, the thing that helped me heal my eating disorder. And it wow. opened the door. Like I, I was searching for something because I was struggling so bad. And I, I tried talk therapy. I did Reiki. I did all sorts of energy healing. I did uh, everything. I, I tried to be a fitness competitor to sell my eating disorder. You know, I did all these things and, and, and nothing was working. And so breathwork was like the thing that unlocked everything. And I found it 10 years ago. And at the time, I was like, what is this? I need to know everything about it. And so I took every certification I could at the time and immersed myself as a student in the work and did it every single day. It helped me heal my eating disorder. And then it opened up to so many other things that helped me be a better leader. It helped me be a better girlfriend. It helped me be a better friend, person, mentor, everything. It was just such a catalyst to up-level my life in, in so many ways. And so about three years ago is when I got the call to start Pause Breathwork. And I just dove head, head first. I kept, Hungry for Happiness is still going to this day. And we have a, a life, and, uh, life and wellness coaching certification that we run. Um, but we don't actively run anything else other than that like we used to. And now I know my passion lies in breathwork because it's, it's such a activator for transformation and personal development. And it brings people out of this third dimensional dense energy into more of like the fifth dimensional, um, realm type energy where we can actually have more access to our spiritual beings and our, uh, we're not so identified with the, the, the garbage that's happening, you know, with, with seen with the naked eye viewed from the structured mind and, and in the third dimension. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I, how I became the breathwork girl is just becoming so obsessed with it and having this mission of like, I want to help a million people every single year, find this tool, um, find their breath. Um, and it just really has progressed from there. It's such a powerful tool. And I love from a business standpoint, there's so much we could talk about. And this is always so fun for me. Cause I'm like, okay, what direction do we go? <laughs> um, but the one thing I want to touch on for a moment is that openness to just totally pivoting, um, from the outside, obviously in your own personal world, it was an easy transition because this is the thing, like you said, that really helped you with your eating disorder the most, but from the outside going from hungry for happiness to breath work and pause and bringing this actually into a business, right? Turning this passion into a business takes a lot of responsibility. And I say that to my clients all the time. When you take something that you love so much and want to turn it into a business, there's serious business responsibility that comes along with that. Half of that is making money because if you don't have that, then you don't really have a business. So being willing to pivot, I think is something that I really struggle with. 
And luckily I have amazing mentors that help me all the time. And they're like, okay, this obviously isn't working. And then I pivot and I'm like, have this whole story of I pivoted. And then I'm like, wait, I have to pivot again. Mm. And being attached and identified to a particular piece of myself. um, Do you feel that when you made that transition, you had to sort of let go of pieces of yourself or sort of what was that like from a business standpoint and from just outwardly to your audience, you have, you know, a a pretty uh, substantial Instagram following and and people who follow you, like, how did you, how did you sort of do that? So I have this belief that what's good for me is good for the world. Like if, if I am honoring myself and following my alignment, yes, there's going to be people who stop following me because they historically followed me just for food stuff. Yes. There's going to be people who stop following me because they're like, Oh, she's not doing what she used to do. But the type of people I want to attract are the type of people who are malleable in how they live their lives because we are ever evolving beings. And I don't want to attract people who are just super anchored in their structured mind it being one way. And so my audience was stoked. I would say 90% of people who follow me were like, oh my God, breath work. What is this? This is so cool. Like teach me everything. And then 10% of people were like, you don't talk about food and body anymore. And I'm like, that's okay. Bye. Yeah. It's fine. You know, it's like, we're, we're going to lose people as we progress. When we, when we change our vibe, when we reveal something to our audience that they didn't know we did, we're going to lose people because people have ideas of who you are, right? Oh, this is Sam you know, she's this and she's this and she's this and she's this. Well, when I come out and say, I'm not that, I'm not that, I'm not that, I'm not that people are either going to be curious about my transition or they're going to drop off and find what they want. And it's, 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 it's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. But if I'm compromising my alignment and speaking about things that I'm just so, can I swear on this? Oh yeah. (laughs) Fucking sick of talking about then I'm compromising my alignment. And at the end of the day, what do I teach? I teach alignment. I teach truth seeking. I, te- I, I teach following what feels good, expressing yourselves in a way that's so authentic. And, um, I, 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 I got to pivot. And I, and I, one of my favorite mantras is like, I reserve the right to change my mind. So yes, today I am so jazzed about breath work. I'm going to talk about it all freaking day long. I love it. And what about next year? I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be into candle making next year. And whoever's not into candle making can, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure okay. breathwork is going to be like my thing for like a freaking long time um, slash forever because I'm obsessed. Um, and I never felt this obsessed about food and body ever, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Um, but I'm also going to, there's going to be things that that come out that people aren't down with. Like I recorded a podcast a few weeks ago on my experience with ayahuasca. And, you know, I got messages being like, I thought you were, you know, blah, blah, this, this way. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not. That was your, that was your, your, you know, your assumption and that's fine. But like, this is who I am. And so it's just interesting. I love the voice that you do when you're like, mimicking the people <laughs> in the US. It's just it's so good. I have a like, I have a voice that I use when I mimic my brother, like it's a, a certain thing or like a voice when I'm mimicking Eric or like a voice when I'm mimicking, you know, someone who's mad at something that I do. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Um, I, I love that. And I just think that there's a reason why, like looking in from the outside, like your authenticity is the first thing I noticed. And I'm like, I don't really even care what she does. I just want to talk to her because I, you know what I mean? Like not to say that what you do isn't super important and we're going to get into that, but it wasn't what drew me to you. It was your energy. It was the way you carry yourself. And I think 
I work with a lot of women that are looking to pivot, that are looking to launch, looking to make a change. And that outside and internal identity crisis that we have is so is cause for so much resistance and paralysis and all of that stuff. So hearing you say all of that stuff, I just think is so valuable for people Mm. to hear and remember because it's easier said than done, but it's so, and, and Yana actually teaches this. It's like when you are a creator artist, have some, have an audience. I do believe we have a responsibility to be more vulnerable than they are because we have this responsibility to like give other people permission um, mm-hmm. and allow other people to pivot and change. And, and I just think that it's beautiful and it's authentic. And this whole thing about being intimate with your ideal client, I talk about that a lot. And your ideal client wants to hear about your ayahuasca journey, wants to hear about your breathwork experience, Mm -hmm. wants to hear about everything because they have trust and loyalty in you. And that's what you've been able to build as a business owner. So wherever you pivot, your people are with you. And I think that that's just something really beautiful and deserves to be celebrated. So I want to speak into that like one more, like a little bit more because it's so important. Yeah. So like, here's the thing. It's like, I want to hang out with people who can hang. And when people join my programs, they're with me for six to 12 months. And so I want to, I want, I want clients who have very similar views to me so that they can withstand that journey that we're going to go on. So if there's someone who, who like, is like judgy or doesn't like change or whatever it is. It's like, like I want to weed out those people as quick as possible. And I don't care if I get down to like 5,000 followers on Instagram. I don't, it doesn't matter. I want 5,000 people who like get it. Cause, and it doesn't matter if you get it or not, but like, I want my people to get it. I don't want a bunch of people. I want like people who like get it. So yes, quality over quantity. That's it. That's it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Let's talk about breath work. Um, I am an anxious little ball of energy. And oftentimes I'm forgetting to even breathe, unclench my jaw. And thankfully I have tools and practices. I'm actually totally sold after reading all of your stuff today. So I'm definitely going to be diving more into your programs. I feel like it's exactly what I'm looking for. And whoever I have on this podcast on whatever day it is, is always medicine for me and timing. The divine timing is just always so Perfect. So I want to talk about breath work and I think that there's a huge focus on meditation. And one thing that you talk about is why breath work is more effective and powerful than meditation. And I like that. I want to talk to that um, and just jam on breath work, whatever's sort of coming up for you around that. If you've had an interesting conversation in the last couple of days, if something's come up for you, but specifically, um, why breath work? What for somebody who's like totally new to this and they're like, I have a really strong spiritual practice. I have a meditation practice. Why would somebody want to incorporate this into their lives? Mm. Hmm. It takes you places that, and I'm just speaking from my experience and the 30,000 people that I've taught. <laughs> I never want to like project my experience on the people. I really want them to have their own experience, but it takes me to places that no other tool or practice can take me. Meditation can't take me there. Energy work can't take me there. Journaling can't take me there. Long walks on the beach can't take me there. Um, Mm. Chanting, tapping, 
therapy, you name it, hypnotherapy, nothing can take me to the places that breathwork can take me and does take me on a consistent basis. There's three pillars of connection. We have our our structured ordinary mind, which is where most people live, um, which is if we're viewing the world through that lens constantly, we're going to be anxious. And I, I, I resonate with you. Like I was totally anxious my whole life. I sort of like oscillated between being like numbed out. So I'd be anxious and then I would overexercise or I would overeat or I would overwork or I would overdo something. And then I would numb myself out. And then, then I would like feel anxious again. And it just toggled back and forth. So because I was constantly living in my head. So that's like where most people live is the structured, ordinary mind, logical, rational, et cetera, et cetera. Then the second place is the emotional body all of the contractions, the sensations, the expansions, the emotions, the highs, the lows, the everything in between, all of the stuff energetically. Welcome to where I live. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're an emotional being. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so underneath that, we have our intuition. So most of us want to live in our intuition and be in our intuition, which is the place of wisdom, discernment, clarity, support, protection, connection, and just all of it. So good. But we're way too identified with our structured mind and our emotional body. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. So the reason why in my experience, meditation is not as powerful as breath work is because when we go to meditate, we're thinking about not thinking. We're in our structured, ordinary mind, trying to get to our intuition, but we're trying to fight through these two layers, if you will, that we're so identified with and we get caught in. We get caught in our head. We get caught in our in our emotions. We can get trapped in an anxious part and just live there and breathe there and view the world from that part. Well, that's not helpful. It's annoying. It's distracting, <laughs> but it's not about fighting it, right? It's not about fighting those anxious parts. It's about just being with them. There's a withness that needs yeah. to happen. Yeah, I, I numbed out my anxious parts, and they just fought back harder, right? It's like taking a a, a beach ball and shoving it down underwater. So going to pop up with vengeance. And so that's what happens when we're trying to fight these emotions. But when we use the breath and we bypass the mind, we bypass the emotionality, we go right into the intuition, then we can be with these anxious parts without trying to suppress them or um, uh, shove them away. And so breath work gives us direct access and it glimpses us to the energy that we want to be in without the fight, without the efforting. It's agendaless. And so for, for, for the average Joe or Jill off the street, if you say meditate, they're going to be really struggling with that because we just can't just get there. Now, now here's the thing, like people are probably listening, thinking Sam hates meditation. I don't, I just don't, don't like it before breath work. Right. So my practice is I'll do breath work for 20 minutes, even 10, even five minutes, God, anything. Then I'll move into meditation. What that does is it unhooks my mind. I am less identified with reality. I'm less identified with the thoughts, the doubts, the fears, the emotions, the stress, the anxiety, the whatever. And I have access to my intuition so I can withstand that. And it can be sustainable meditation, not quote unquote meditation where I'm sitting there thinking about everything I'm not supposed to be thinking about. So I always say, and this is right on my site, 
breath work. If you've ever said, I can't meditate, breath work is for you. Cause it, like, that was me. Like I couldn't, I couldn't meditate. I was, I was frustrated with it and I didn't, I didn't know breath work exists. So breath work is meditation, yeah. but it's an active, like, it's like meditation on steroids. Yeah. It's amazing. My question for you though, around that. So like, I think where I play is between the emotional body and my intuition and that wisdom space. And Mm. what's really hard is I'm very extreme. And so I'll either be completely like grounded, intuitive, like grandmother energy, super wise, like super witchy, or just in it. And how do you, over time, it obviously comes naturally to you now, but it didn't always come naturally. So when you are in one of those other two states, um, how did you learn to sort of like naturally now turn to this experience? And was there, is there a tool or something that you can share? I'm sure it's on your site or a specific breath work or a specific something that like, okay, when you wake up, I think for me, that reaction time is getting smaller and smaller. So I can start to recognize, okay, I'm in it, let's go out. But like in that moment, a lot of damage still gets done. Mm -hmm. And finding that space more and more naturally, I think is like what I'm working on and finding those tools uh, and sharing those with people. Like how do you snap yourself into this state? You specifically. Yeah. It's less of like a snapping and more of a permissioning. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to like, it's whip so much us. softer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the, the, the high achievers mindset of like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a permissioning because here's, here's the truth. The energy is already existing. Like the state of flow is already there. We just have, we just have layers around the state of flow that prevent us from actually being there. We're in our doingness versus our beingness. And so when we slowly permission those layers off, we reveal more of what we want. It's already there. It's not about like getting it and grasping for it. It's about just revealing it. And so one of my favorite breath patterns that I do in the morning, this is an energizing breath work. So it's not recommended for bedtime, but it's called the triactive breath. So it's in through the belly, up into the chest and out through the mouth. So it sounds like this. Can we just move the energy through the body? I do that every single morning. I lie there in bed every single morning before I even get up. I'll do about three minutes of that. And then I'll take a deep breath in. I'll hold my breath. I'll release my breath. And then I'm like, okay, I've, I've gone from this sort of like sympathetic fight or flight. Like, ah, yeah. Right. When we wake up, we're kind of, sometimes we're in that already. I am. That that shifts that energy from our dreamline. Cause that, that could be dreams. Like last night I had a dream that I missed my best friend's birthday and I woke up and I was like, fuck, I missed Jen's birthday. Damn it. And then I was like, oh, it's not her birthday, but I was, I was feeling like that anxiety. Right. So, so doing this breath is, is really powerful in the morning. Cause then it like clears the slate, it releases everything. And then, um, then you can get up and feel good. But I do like little, um, little like pause pocket pulses, like little breath work practices throughout the day so that I feel just like yeah. relaxed and surrendered. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I think for me, like waking up in that state is really hard. Like my body and like, it still doesn't come naturally. And then right. That 
we're hard on ourselves for that. Cause it's like, I've done so much work I've done like, and then there's the ego again. And so for me waking up and having that, okay, I'm feeling anxious. Like I I don't just slowly wake up. It's like a boom, I'm awake. Here's all the thoughts. Here's everything I haven't done. And you run a business as well. You run a business with way more employees than I have. So it's really inspiring to see that, oh, like there's another way of being and it's totally achievable. And guess what? Your tool is right here, Um, which I I think it's really beautiful what you talked about, um, emotional responsibility. And it's also, you have some control over your experience. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people feel really out of control right now. Um, In a lot of ways, I've just been having a lot of conversations specifically this week. And that's something that you can control and you can take time for, and you don't have to pay for you. You have access to it you really have no excuse. (laughs) Yeah. It's accessible. It's right under your nose. It's accessible. Um, let's switch gears. Um, one of the notes that someone for your team sent over and I bolded it and like enlarged it was why self-help isn't helping. Mm. Um, and I don't have any like natural transition into that other than I really want to talk about that. And (laughs) (laughs) So I think that this is a really important topic. Um, There's a lot out there. There's a lot of noise. Um, And how do you, how do you help somebody that's like grasping and reaching for all these different tools and all these different modalities and trying so hard to be everywhere other than where they're at? Mm, You know, it's so interesting. So like I grew up so I, I grew up in the personal development industry. My okay. dad was like a huge Tony Robbins fan. Okay. So I remember like listening to Tony Robbins tapes at a very young age. And I still love Tony Robbins. I think he's dope. He's a vibe. He's a vibe. <laughs> um, but what I was realizing when it comes to the personal development industry is like, we're really missing the point because we're not embodied. So we go to these seminars and we uh, get very like, rah, 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 let's go. I'm amazing. I am worthy. Ah! And we like convince our mind that everything's sweet, but we don't do the somatic experiencing and the healing that the body needs to actually uproot and shift those beliefs. So what happens is the body always needs to create congruency between what the body believes and what the mind is thinking. So then we self-sabotage ourselves. And then we're like, man, I went to the seminar three weeks ago and now I'm back to square one. It's like, yeah, but the body didn't change. So my philosophy for personal development is body-based transformation starting in the body. It's the bottom up approach versus versus the top down approach. And that is not only sustainable, but it gives people progress and progress equals happiness. So people feel motivated and fueled by the progress that they're getting. And so um, pause breath work as well as hungry for happiness is the philosophies, the modalities, the frames, the tools, everything that we teach is the bottom up approach, really helping the individual get into their body. So it's an embodied experience. So I don't subscribe to a lot of like the, the mindset work that's going on right now in the industry, because I think there's an expiry date on it. Um, Mm. and there's not an expiry date on actually shifting our core wounds and healing them from the inside out. Can you tell me more about that? Because I actually talk about mindset a lot and 
obviously we're talking about it and I think slightly different context, but also not really. And something that I work with my clients a lot on is their mindset because Mm -hmm. there's this constant, uh, imposter syndrome, self-doubt comparison, like just, you Mm -hmm. name it, resistance showing up in every way, shape and form, wanting us to not launch the thing, share the thing, do the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and to me, mindset is a big piece of that, but talk to me more about this. Like, let's, I want to, I want to like flow this out with you and because I do think, and, and for me too, I know that I'm really good at what I do. I can see the, the, Mm -hmm. um, successful launches, the clients like emails thanking me, blah, blah, blah. But it's so hard for me to embody it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm intellectualizing it for Mm -hmm. sure. Like I know it, but I don't feel it. And that's really what's I really think stopping me in so many ways, and I've worked with so many people and talked about this in so many ways, except for this exact thing yeah. that you just hit on. So can you just unpack that more and yeah. keep yeah. talking to me about mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. So there's an acronym, BITFAR, beliefs, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. So <clears throat> beliefs, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. Beliefs are in the body right? So if the belief is I am unworthy, then we're going to have thoughts that are rooted in unworthiness. So I'm not good enough. I can't do that launch. Everyone's already done it. Um, Who am I to do that? Do who am I to do it? I'm a fraud. I don't have the resources, right? So that's the thoughts that's going to be in the mind. When those thoughts are in our mind, it activates um, our feelings, right? So being lethargic, feeling sad, comparisonitis, feeling uh, depleted, sad, I'll do it tomorrow, right? Well, what are our actions going to be? Well, minimal action, if any, if that's where we're operating from, therefore our results are going to be zilch, right? So when we, so now let's play it out a different way. So if we work on the body, right? The beliefs that are in the body, I am worthy. I am powerful. You know, our thoughts are going to be, well, I can do that. I can launch that program. I can connect with that affiliate. I can pitch that podcast. I can do that thing, right? That's yeah. our thoughts. Well, our feelings are going to be excite, excitement, expansion, opportunity, possibility. Our, our actions are going to be doing the dang thing. And our results are going to be success, money, whatever it is. Right. So when we try, when, when, our, when our body is rooted in I am unworthy, but we're working on that second pillar of like, I'm amazing, I'm amazing, I'm amazing, I'm amazing, I'm amazing. We're still putting it on top of the body saying you're not amazing. <laughs> so we can do mindset work all day long, but unless we have the felt experience in the body, there's a timeline on that. Like, can I, so if I was feeling like shit today and feeling unworthy, could I amp myself up by saying affirmations in the mirror and convincing myself that I'm freaking awesome and get shit done? I can, but it's like, it's like, it's fireworky. It's like sparky all over the place. I don't want sparky all over the place. I want sustainable, like, all right, I'm sustainably here. There's a simplicity, there's an ease there. And so for so much of the personal development industry, it's like, let's get ramped up. Let's listen to the podcast. Let's do the seminar. Let's, let's mindset our way through this. And then let's do the thing. Well, well, great. But then we're going to end up back at, at square one. So my, my, my personal, uh, philosophy with, with personal development and transformation is like always starting in the body. If I can work my worthiness wound to the point where it doesn't tell me that I'm a piece of shit anymore, then my thoughts are going to change. I don't have to work on my mindset. So if my mindset shifts, then, then my feelings in my body are going to shift. And my, my feelings in my body are going to shift. And by default, my actions and results are going to shift. So really we're working on like that one initial pillar. 
And breath is the entryway to and the body. The, there we go. Full circle moment. Yes. Mic drop. There we go, right? Um, if only you could drop that mic. Yeah, I just had an aha moment. And this is yeah. so like, there it is. You know, it's yeah. like every episode is so medicine for me in so many mm-hmm. ways. And my listener, like I know I don't for a moment forget that we have an audience that we're speaking to and loving on and nourishing mm-hmm. And I think that moment was just like, oh, so now uh, follow-up is what you're saying before any launch, we need to do your breathwork course. <laughs> Pausebreathwork.com slash journey. Yeah. Well, re- I mean, what, whatever it is, right? And I've got to- Seriously, use- though, I'm being serious. Like, and and I, <laughs> I am um, really looking forward to diving into this. Um, I oftentimes just get so excited- when I get to meet people like you in this way, because it's like, this is medicine. This is what I need. And if I need it, we're so, we're so connected. It means everyone listening needs us right now. And um, we're just here to give them what they need. So I am so excited to know you and just have this like little drop in, in this day, in this crazy time. Um, I also feel like it's an amazing time to be alive and gratitude is definitely at the top of my list right now. And I'm just inspired by you and the work that you're doing. And it's very obvious why you're so successful and the authenticity is there. The intention is there. The niche is there. People need what you got. Um, this is obviously going to continue to go really, really well for you. And I am a huge fan now. So, um, let's talk as we wrap this up. Um, I love this. Like maybe you could just give us a 90 second or something that we can do right now. I'll do it with you. Um, if we have, uh, you know, people in their cars listening to this, people at home listening to this, wherever you are in your day, a very quick little teaser of um, an experience, a breath work, if it, not to put you on the spot, but can yeah, we, no, let's can do, we it. do this live. Let's okay. do it. A hundred percent. If you're driving, don't do this because, okay. um, because you might get a bit dizzy. Um, but if you're in your car, just sitting there in a parking lot, you can do it. Okay. So the breath pattern that I gave, like I gave a little uh, example of, let's do that. Um, and then at the end of it, let's take a deep breath in through the nose and we'll, we're going to hold at the top and then we're going to release. Okay. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to mute myself so we can just hear you breathing. Okay, cool. Cool, okay. cool. All right. So the breath pattern is called the tri-active breath. It is only through the mouth. So into the belly, up into the chest and out through the mouth. So it sounds like this. And as you're breathing and as you're going through that, we'll start here in a second. Don't worry about keeping up with me. If you want to go slower, you absolutely can. If you want to go faster, you absolutely can. But don't worry about keeping up with me. Just worry about staying consistent with the breath. So if your pace is more like, that's totally fine as well. We want to let that exhale be nice and powerful, really exhaling powerfully through the mouth. So when you're ready, closing your eyes, dropping your shoulders, and just taking a moment. Maybe just taking one deep breath in just to clear. And letting a sigh out if that feels good for you. And when you're ready, let's start together. (sighs) 
20 more seconds with the breath. Taking a deep breath in through the nose, holding at the top. And just releasing the breath, just bringing your hands up to your heart, feeling the energy of your heart, the beat of your heart. And just feeling so calm connected, present, aware, relaxed. And when you're ready, opening your eyes, coming back into the space. <sighs> How do you feel? Uh, here I am. There we go. So beautiful. Thank you. My pleasure. It's so easy. <laughs> I know. find we're so resistant to things that are so good for us, you know, and yeah, it's just such a beautiful reminder that it's just right there. And I'm, thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing. I know everybody listening is um, feeling the same way I am. So I've just really signed, taken a new approach to the podcast in the last I don't know, five, six, seven episodes. And it's just, mm -hmm. it needs to be just such a strong fuck yes for me to drop in together. Energy is so important. So obviously uh, this was a strong fuck yes. And if Sam was a fuck yes for you, um, there's so many ways you can play. So mm -hmm. give us all the calls to actions and any last thoughts. Um, please share all the things. Cool. So samanthaskelly.com is where you can kind of connect to everything else, I suppose. It's like sort of like the main, the the first stop. Um, there's access to the podcast, to the breathwork facilitator training, to the life and wellness coaching certification. Um, all things breathwork are there. And then also on Instagram at Samantha Skelly. I'm super active over there as well. So yeah. And her certification is uh, open for enrollment until the end of Feb. So yes. Get on that. You're such a beautiful soul. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for joining me. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes, yes. And to everybody listening, always, always so, so grateful. Um, 
it's a gift to be able to drop in like this. Um, I always sort of get anxious about the podcast and I'm like, oh, right. Uh, this is why we do this. So thank you for uh, giving me reason to continue to do this for listening and for evolving with me. And until next time, keep growing. Keep growing.